Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Mark Hulse, Chief Digital Officer at City of Hope. In part two, we talk about the quick work that was done to create a safe environment for immunocompromised patients. The main objective City of Hope had when creating the Chief Digital Officer role and how he works with other leaders to help drive transformation and how the oncology learning platform has become a unifying concept across the organization. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and it all starts with a tiny endpoint software sensor that works with Windows, Linux, Mac, and mobile, deploying fast with no reboots and no blue screens. We protect nearly 200 healthcare organizations with more joining us every day. Find out more about the power of the crowd at crowdstrike.com healthcare. One of the things I definitely wanted to touch on was with everything that has happened in the past year and a half, and especially during really the height of COVID when there was so much hesitancy for patients to seek care, what were some of the strategies that you guys were able to do to try to ensure that patients received care? Yeah. So great. Again, a great question. We were very focused on getting testing rolled out on campus as quickly as possible for for patients Mm -hmm. um, and for visitors. We established screening at each of the main entrances and kind of closed down other places so that patients and staff and visitors had to sort of move through and be monitored. This was really early on, even before it was a made a requirement in many places, and then offered testing. And then eventually, once we had vaccines that were at least approved for emergency use, we established uh, on campus where, again, staff and patients could, could readily get vaccinated. So those, those were the major pieces. We also established an inpatient COVID unit so that, again, many of our patients being immunosuppressed, very susceptible for not only COVID, but pretty much any other type of infection. So we established a separate COVID unit. You know, fortunately, while we did have a small number of COVID patients at any time, we weren't overwhelmed. And a lot of that is because as a dedicated cancer center, while we have sort of an urgent care facility for our own patients, we don't have an emergency room. So in some ways, as far as our other patients who are inpatients, that worked for them because we weren't admitting a lot of patients that had COVID. Right. And then for staff, our CIO, Patrick Anderson, and and his team moved very, very quickly to basically outfit folks in their homes so that our 7,000 plus workers would have the ability to work successfully at home. And I will say that went extremely well. They moved very fast. Obviously, our clinicians are on site and folks who are supporting them directly are. But for the most part, the rest of our staff has been able to continue to work remotely successfully. Okay. It's really astonishing what some of these teams were able to do in such a short a period of time. We've heard some people talk about how digital transformation took some leaps forward, but um, <laughs> yeah. wanted to get, yeah, get your thoughts on that a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, and so, you know, again, another benefit to patients, but to everybody was having to really sort of do fast forward with telehealth, yeah. like many organizations had and are continuing to do. So that was an important piece for us as well. If we could establish a telehealth visit, Obviously, that worked best for for everybody, and it's been very successful. I mean, we've had to work through 
like everybody else, sort of this kind of, I call sort of a crash induction of telehealth. You know, we were moving in that direction, Kate, but to your point, had to move (laughs) a lot faster. And uh, there were some technical pieces we had to work out. It's still a challenge with patients who may not be doing any kind of video conferencing on their own on a regular basis to walk them through and kind of get them set up with telehealth. But for the most part, we've been able to do that very, very successfully. If I was going to put a circle on one thing, I would say that's probably where we, we had to move the fastest and really make sure we're up and running. And we're still continuing to advance and, and make improvements in that area. I think the challenge is going to be, you know, whether or not at the national level and state level, continue to look at whether these visits are going to be reimbursable outside of just a kind of like a second opinion type of thing. Because, you know, we aren't delivering care this way. And what would be, you know, unfortunate is if the reimbursement gets removed or so diluted that it just doesn't become worthwhile, then I think you're taking something that's proven to be extremely effective and now having to unwind that, at least at the level at which healthcare organizations are able to offer that now. Yeah, it's really fascinating how much change we saw and how fast. And one of the things I did want to ask, though, is that so you're someone who has obviously held the CIO role. And it seems like there are some similarities, but what would you say is maybe the biggest difference being a CDO as opposed to a CIO? Yeah. and And I think, you know, I suspect as I've talked with some of my CDO colleagues across the country, it's kind of like the old saying for other things, if you've seen one CDO, you've seen one CDO. (laughs) You know, while the roles obviously are collectively very focused on digital transformation of their organizations, how that's actually being implemented and and what you're focusing on is seems to be very different across organizations as well, Mm -hmm. along with how it's structured in the organization, etc. So City of Hope did not have a CDO role before I started. In fact, it was one of the things when I spoke with our CEO, we kind of crafted together, which was obviously great for me to be able to to sort of craft my own job description, so to speak. Yeah, sure. One of the things we were looking at at City of Hope is this ability, you know, we had IT, we had research informatics, which while primarily dealing with data was also supporting and developing a lot of their own applications to support the, the research side of the organization. We had a, an enterprise business intelligence, which is kind of a decision support unit. And so one of the things just organizationally we were looking at is bringing all of that kind of, as I say, under one digital vertical. That was one piece. So the CIO, the Senior Vice President for Research Informatics, the Vice President for Enterprise Business Intelligence, and now our Executive Director for Applied AI all report up directly to me. And we work on our initiatives and projects as an entire sort of vertical that's kind of dedicated to these. So when you think about back to that oncology learning platform piece, number one, it was kind of coming up with a conceptual framework of what that looked like and how it would support both our clinical and research side of the organization. But you could see how it would take IT and research informatics and applied AI, et cetera, to be able to bring all of that together to to deliver on the platform. So, and, and, you know, there are CIOs in organizations where they have responsibility for doing that type of work and, and that can make sense 
for City of Hope, it made sense that we still needed a very senior leader over IT because of the, the size and the complexity of the organization. But to be able to move forward on some of these other digital initiatives, it needed to sort of bring all of these different areas together. So at least at City of Hope, that was a big part of it. Driving digital transformation, thinking how you begin to sort of transform folks from thinking about the world in a more traditional, what I would say is sort of transactional way to rather sort of now kind of thinking about this more in a digital and systems kind of thinking approach has also been a part of the journey and some of the pieces that, you know, I've tried to, to work on and lead within the organization as well. Yeah. It, it does seem like a transition that makes a lot of sense. Do you feel that you could see more CIOs seeking these types of roles or does it just depend on the person, the organization? Yeah, no, I think it does depend on the person in the organization. And to me, I think at the end of the day, you have you know, thinking about the person, you have individual CIOs who are very visionary and Mm -hmm. very innovative and are continuously wanting to sort of push the envelope. Now, if you have an organization where the desperate need is to build up some of the foundation and get rid of the technical debt and some of these other pieces, that may not be a good fit for that very visionary CIO, unless unless they have a strong, right, have a strong team under them. On the other hand, If you have a CIO who's fantastic at not just to keep the lights on stuff, but is really thinking about how do you take some of the things that have been proven well in other industries, like, for example, robotic process automation and other pieces, and implement that within the more traditional sort of healthcare delivery organization piece, then I think that type of a CIO is going to be very well suited to that. But if it's an organization that's okay, you know, how do we lead more of a digital culture within the organization? They'll, they'll struggle. So I think it really is, it's a fit issue of where the organization is and where it needs to go, driven by the CEO and the board versus that style and approach and philosophy that that CIO has. You know, there's this debate, and I've experienced it myself, quite frankly, not so much at City of Hope, but in other organizations I've seen where they introduce a CDO the CIO leaves because it's like, well, that's me. That's what I should be doing. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is again, I think it comes down to sort of a fit piece um, in terms of where the organization's executive leadership believes it needs to go versus where that CIO is taking them. Um, and then in that case, a CDO role can make sense, or it can be, as I say, sort of a more visionary and perhaps sort of a culture-oriented CIO. I don't think it's a certainly a sort of a, a clear dividing line between the two. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? It does. And there's not a set job description right. for either, really. But, but it seems like in your case, what you were really looking for was what City of Hope is doing in this organization. And this role was the right fit, but it was more about the amazing things that the organization is doing with data. Right. And to be honest, if I didn't have the CIO I have in Patrick today, I wouldn't be able to do those things simply because my leadership team between Patrick and our informatics group, et cetera, all of that, they work extremely well together, right? So if one of the things I emphasize with them is, look, you've all got your own departments and some of them are sizable, um, some of them are smaller, but you've all got your own departments. But at the end of the day, this leadership team is team one. 
right? We, we lead together. We're not leading to compete with each other. We're not leading so that we're disconnected with each other. And in some ways, back to that oncology learning platform, while I believe, and it has had a big impact on the organization, it's also had an impact just in terms of the way the vertical has come together. It's been a bit of a unifying concept, if you will, because it really is very inclusive of everything we're doing. So mm-hmm. if a group is starting to kind of go off the rails a little bit, right, because people start to pursue things that are of interest or a particular stakeholder group is demanding, we can continue to come yeah. back to this and say, how does that fit with when, what we've agreed we're, we're looking to, to continue to build upon and achieve? Yeah, it's so important. Okay. Um, I could definitely talk to you more, but um, <laughs> I think I should let you go. But thanks so much. This has been, it's been really great to uh, hear about what you're doing and catch up. And I'm glad that we can tell the story of what City of Hope is doing. Sure. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.